Hi everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse and you are listening to Podcast Mark, where I have entrepreneurs, leaders, uh, brothers, and everyone else on the show in order to talk about personal development, business development, and everything in between. So today I have Brian McNulty, uh, the founder of Heights Platform, and we're talking about his uh, amazing product that he's managed to create, which actually competes with much bigger players, but I think has a much better you know, interface uh, that a lot of them uh, kind of treat as an afterthought. So uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So I did have a chance. I, I actually, uh, you know, signed up for your platform and it, it's incredible, you know, in terms of just it being, you could just land in it and kind of intuitively understand like, okay, I could submit a course and I could build a funnel for that course. And I could actually do a lot of the components, which, uh, you know, most services require you to create yourself. Uh, how did you, how did that come about? Like what made you want to start a, a course platform? Yeah. Um, so I started as a kind of web design studio back in 2009 and like more like web graphic design, kind of everything mm -hmm. and realized that, uh, the web websites kind of turned into web applications and then the web applications kind of turned into, well, this is kind of nice, but it's annoying to have these clients who want to mess everything up. So how can we start <laughs> to build some of our own products? And around that time and experiencing, like trying to build some of my own products, I tried like e-commerce stores, software, digital products, all of these things. And then I felt online courses were becoming more popular. I thought maybe I should make an online course of my own in addition to like downloads, things like that. I was exposed to like selling some like templates and themes online and making money while I slept. And like that, like changed everything because like the, the dollar I made in profit from like the website template was it just such a better feeling compared to like maybe a five figure, like web design contract the week before the fact that like it just happened on its own. And so I saw these platforms out there, but everything seemed more focused on marketing. And it was like landing page builders, things like that. And I saw these digital marketers who were really, really good at selling their product. And they they definitely undoubtedly had something really good to teach. Mm -hmm. But then you get into the actual experience of what you purchased. And it was basically like some videos behind the paywall. It was a really like lackluster experience for the actual student to learn. Mm -hmm. And I kind of saw like marketing and like the landing page builders. There's so many of those. That was like a soft problem to me. But I thought, well, why can't we make a better learning experience for everybody because these marketers out there who are creating these digital products, they're not like expert instructional designers. They're mm -hmm. really good at the thing that they know, and then they're good at promoting it and getting customers, but they're not necessarily expert teachers in like preparing how to structure that whole thing. And so I thought, well, why can't we take some of the principles of social media, like Facebook and, and all these platforms out there that are designed to keep your attention as long as possible, keep you on the platform so they can show you more ads. And I thought, well, why can't we take those principles and use that to help people learn so that way they stay engaged and can actually <laughs> learn something. And so that was kind of like the initial vision of combining that and also combining the idea of community so people could interact with each other as opposed to being like sold this like thousand dollar or more course where it's like, oh, here's a Facebook group too. It just didn't it didn't feel as good as it could be. So that was the kind of the early start of the whole thing. And it was really like the perfect storm product for me to build because I spent so much time building web applications and everything before. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to have this idea. Now I want to build it and build a software business. 
I already had that experience plus my own experiences trying to build things and it kind of fit together nicely into what became Heights platform. Wow. That, that's fantastic. I, I love how it wasn't just like, Hey, I want to make an app or something. It was, it was an evolution of what you saw people consuming. And then you were able to identify a huge part, you know, a whole huge setback for, for most educational companies, di digital marketer included, where you, people just don't finish the courses. Like I think the average rate globally is like 5% of the people who sign up for your course actually complete the course and it's detrimental for them. And it's really not good for the brand either. Cause even though you got that one sale, it's like, who, cares like they didn't learn anything like you didn't provide the value that they should have provided and yeah. it's because the experience is boring so so could you tell me about that like how did you make the the learning experience better for the users yeah well well first of all like a quick tip and i guess my opinion on like somebody who has a course we get asked a lot should i give the person like a lifetime access or should they only get maybe a month or a year and while it depends on what you're teaching and, and your what you want your business model to be like fitness and things like maybe a membership makes more sense in that case versus a subscription. But like if it's a one time price, generally, I would give the person lifetime access because if they're going to stick around, if they're going to go back into your course, you really want to encourage that number one, because of what you're alluding to here, that if they do get a good result from it then they become your biggest fan. They're going to go out there and leave reviews about you and all of that. And number two, if you have some kind of community element, then what happens is then they can go and share advice to newer students and actually support your whole program as it grows further. Mm. So the way that we implement that kind of in Heights platform is part, partly that community aspect that we've got that integrated with everything. But one of the bigger things we have features like gamification and badges that uh, points and badges students can earn. One of the bigger things that's unique is a feature called projects. And that's the idea that you go through this course and then you're taking it because you want to get some specific result. So after you complete the course, then there's this project area that you can use as a creator where like, let's say that the course is how to build a mobile app. Then the project would be build your first mobile app and you instruct the students like, okay, you went through the course. Now here's what we have to do. And the students can then post their work and share it with everybody to say like, okay, this is what I did after going through the course. And they get to actually, um, they get to go and actually comment on each other's posts and also vote on each other's posts. Ooh. And it's almost like a Reddit style kind of board of how that works. And that is kind of taken from the idea of like video games that you play some kind of video game and there's like the main storyline. And then there's like this end game content or the replay value of why mm. you continue playing that game. And we viewed like implementing projects and communities as a solution to that, where like the course is the storyline of the game. And then the community and everything is what keeps the students coming. Side back. quests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so cool. And it seems so obvious, you know, when you say it like that, because of course, you know, you want people to get as much out of the, the course that you taught as possible. But a lot of times just having them implement it and share their work and doing all that kind of stuff. It's so many steps that you're like, you know what, that was good enough. <laughs> and and it's never good enough, especially if you want to keep that client. And we all know that retention is, you know, should be the majority of your revenue because it's so much cheaper to get that business than to get brand new business. So I, I think you're you're pretty much, uh, you know, perfect in regards to, or they're the most capable that I've seen in terms of platforms, integrating those kind of things together. And I'm, I'm sure people are loving it. So 
let's say, you know, let's just talk about the the kind of transition because I had an agency myself. I had always wanted to go into a service or something that was not me making custom stuff for people all the time because that's, you know, creatively exhausting. And a lot of times people don't appreciate it. So how did you make that transition from, you know, serving clients to then transitioning into, you know, more of a SaaS model? Yeah, that's a great question. So it was definitely gradual. It wasn't like an immediate mm -hmm. thing that I said, like, I'm just switching Done. this off. I'm going to fire all my clients. Um, we we did the one approach of like slowly raising prices and thinking that would uh, detract. Stop. Um, it, it didn't, um, which is great. So if you are in like a service-based business model and you're considering that, you can try raising your prices. But um, what we did is the first goal was like, how can we make it 50-50? where like mm. we get 50% of our time for our own projects, 50% on the normal client work. And that was the, the kind of first thing that I would figure out how to give myself extra time to work on these other ideas. And eventually some of them did okay. Heights was not the first other like product of my own that I built. I had e-commerce stores, uh, digital products, other software businesses that I built as well. And those didn't do like spectacular, but they did well enough that they could provide some kind of stability to let me slowly get away from the client work. Mm. And then during that process, I, I came up with Heights, started building Heights. I didn't know that it would necessarily become the full-time thing, but I, I had the, the inclination that I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, so they say you should have like the minimum viable product and product market fit and, and be really careful about all that. For me, even though like being in the world of developing these web applications, I didn't really listen to that because with Heights platform, like there is no, like the minimum viable product is enormous. It has to just do everything. You have to be able to create courses, have logins, communities, sell products. Um, it just had to do so many things. So there was kind of a roadmap already there of like, I knew it had to get to this certain point of just implementing these things to be able to show people what my vision was going to be with it. And so we actually took the first like couple years working on it full time and didn't really even tell too many people about it. There was no like big launch for it. It was just like, okay, we launched it. We had, we went to like certain sites where you could submit startups and things and mm. like built a little bit of an email list, but it was like a few hundred people. And then the first entire full year, we just kind of continued to work on the features that we knew we had to do. And we did like some organic marketing blog posts, things like that, to start attracting some trials and clients. And we just took those early clients and trials just to try to get some feedback and think like, okay, is there anything where we're, we're wrong? Anything that they need that we're forgetting? And it wasn't, that was from like end of 2018 to end of 2019. Mm. And then it wasn't until end of 2019 that we decided like, okay, we're going to make this big marketing push now and actually kind of reveal this more to the world. And we did that first actually with a lifetime deal on Absumo. And that worked out really great for us. Uh, Absumo actually approached us right when we were figuring out like what's going to be the start of our, our big marketing push. And I talked to some other founders who had done uh, the, these kind of deals in the past. And they kind of instructed me on like how for them the best thing was getting that early word of mouth and like kind of kickstarting that. And I would agree that that's really what it helped with a lot of just being able to suddenly have, essentially in one month, we had thousands of users. And now we just have that of like people talking about us that 
otherwise that would be really expensive to acquire or or kind of start for yourself. So my goal with this whole thing was to be a bootstrap company and keep it that way. Um, it still is right now. And for me, like I wanted to focus on making sure that I get to enjoy what I'm doing and like keeping that and keeping some sort of balance, like first and foremost in my life of why I'm doing this. Cause I'd already had a business since 2009. So like almost nine or 10 years at that point. And like, I I've gotten certain freedoms that I didn't want to like give up and turn it into like having to answer mm -hmm. to investors. Um, so that was kind of like the, the early start. And then from there, we've just kind of continued on and like kind of reinvested into it to continue growing it. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the journey. And I, but but it's a very mature journey, I think, because a lot of people think like, oh, no, you get the big idea, big light bulb, but then you make it happen in a quarter and then you get investors and next year you're a billionaire. And uh, it, I've never heard it work like that. It's always like, no, I tried this and I was doing a little bit of that. And then I was over here and then I was like, this is it. And you make a decision uh, to kind of move forward with that. Uh, did you have to kind of, you know, build up the courage to finally just say, this is it? Or what was the the tipping point where you were finally like, you know what, this one idea could be big. And so I'm going all in. Yeah, I I think I learned from past businesses of like reasons why they didn't grow as easily as they could have mm -hmm. and like problems with pricing or just different models. And like one of the first things I did was a like to-do list kind of app um, meant more for focusing on goals and like habit tracking and like analytics in your to-do list before there were any like those mm -hmm. habit tracker app kind of things, or I guess right when that started to become popular. But I realized like the problem with that is even if it was like a monthly or yearly subscription, if it's only like 30 to $50 a year or something, you got to get a lot of customers. And so with a software business where you could charge more money and have a customer that's like $99 a month, it's a whole different thing because now you need way less customers to actually sustain yourself and grow. As long as you can build that with a small enough team and, and marketing that you're able to fund it. So I think like learning, learning some things along the way helped me understand like what business model might work. But then it was also just more of a drive for myself of realizing like I need to do more both in the desire to make more of an impact and to earn more for like myself and my family because I was doing fine before, but uh, I even tried in like 2017, just retire for a year and see like, uh. like live off the, the income I had from my businesses and like just let them kind of coast and just enjoy myself. I traveled a lot, I did all these different things but I realized like it wasn't really that fulfilling. And so I, I wanted to get back into to doing work. And I also realized that like, while that was enough for me to live, ideally I would want to be able to, to earn more and have a better life as well. And mm. so, yeah, that, that all combined kind of was the drive for Heights platform. That, that's amazing because I think it's uh, it's tough to realize those things. And, and it's neat that you took a year off because I have a lot of people I talk to and they're like, oh, I just had some time off. I could find myself and do all these things. But, you know, there's no time like today. And uh, and that might not be what you want anyways, because everybody oh, wants to sit my ties on the beach and you're like, well, you'll get bored. You know, if you're a capable person or intelligent person, there's no way that's going to satisfy you for more than a little bit. It always reminds me of uh, the Minecraft uh, designer, the guy who came up with Minecraft and he sold it mm. for three billion dollars. And now he's like famously depressed <laughs> where they just talk about like. 
doesn't know what to do and he misses his baby and it's like, ah, eh, you know, that's uh it's part of being an entrepreneur. And it's tough to be like that's the thing that you thought you wanted is not the thing. And so let's yeah. just talk about that that real quick. When you had that yeah. realization, like me relaxing is not me being happy. Um how did you kind of realize that? Yeah. Um I mean, I guess I just realized that from like seeing what I enjoyed the most. And like once I became comfortable enough in that realization from just trying all these things and experiencing enough, I got really like relentless at wanting to make sure I could maintain exactly what that is. Mm. And for that reason, like today, like I want to purposely make sure that we don't grow too fast as a team because like I can't imagine myself having hundreds of employees. I'd rather have a smaller team. And I don't want to really be like the executive. I want to make sure that I can be involved in the product and actually building mm. the product because that's what I enjoy the most. And so if we did actually eventually grow to like the point that we had so many people, then I would probably really focus on like having the right operations people taking care of that stuff. So I still get to spend time on the product. But then that's also why like I wanted to be very careful to not take investors if I didn't need to and all that kind of thing. Because I realized like, even though there, there's definitely a lot of difficulties down the road of, of going this route in the end, like if I'm enjoying what I'm doing and that's, that's it, but like that's worth it to me. So. Oh, that's fantastic. That, that's a great view. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people think the money's going to satisfy you too, where it's like, Oh no, if I got an investor, I could have all these funds and then we could grow super fast. And then, and then we could sell to a billion dollar company. Who's going to ruin my product. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you don't like what you're doing anymore. So where I'm at right like now is uh, I, I really love what I'm doing and I can't see myself selling heights. Um, it's just, that's what I want to work on and just continue growing it. That's fantastic. Well, I want to encourage you to keep doing that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we think that we're doing something that's expected and you leave and you sell and you have all the money, but it's, it just doesn't do anything. You know, what, what you're probably taking the most satisfaction in is people making a course that they could sell to somebody and then they're getting value and their customers are getting value and you're getting value and everybody wins. And that doesn't need to, you know, give you a billion dollars necessarily, even though it could you're still going to end up just repeating this process again after you sell the company. So why not just keep it and make everybody happy? So I uh, salute you. I think you're doing a fantastic job. I think your product's awesome. I think your story is great. And uh, you're very admirable. So thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate that. Uh, now, other than uh, heightsplatform.com, uh, where can people learn more about you? Um, so yeah, heightsplatform.com. If you want to give us a try, there's a free trial. If this all sounds interesting, but you're not quite ready to make your own course yet, we've got a free community at creatorclimb.com. And that's all built on the Heights platform as well. The courses and community, the, the whole site there. So that'll also give you a taste of what the product looks like. Um, otherwise, I'm not too active on social media, but you can find me a little bit recently on X, uh, at Brian McInaldi, just my name is the handle. And on YouTube, I post on the Heights YouTube channel uh, at Heights Platform. We have a, a podcast there as well where I interview entrepreneurs. Excellent. Well, I'm going to be on the platform too. I think uh, next time I, I set up a personal course, I'm definitely going through you guys because I've messed around with it a bit. But even the stuff you talked about today, I'm like, holy crap, I could do that too. So I'm going to go test it out and hopefully people will see my courses on there soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but thanks again. You have a great story and I wish you well. Awesome. Thanks, Mark.